Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sotastic Podcast. My name is Rashi Hindia. Today, we have a very young, intelligent investor, Sam Birzi. Sam, how are you today? Not bad. How about you? Doing good. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I, I, I know we had a chance to talk last week, and you shared some really good insight into what got you into investment in the first place. <coughs> And I'm, I'm telling you, you've been doing some pretty awesome things in the last couple of years. And I, sh- I should mention to our listeners that these last years are your essential investment life. So you have some pretty interesting stuff to tell. I'm, I'm hoping our investors and potential people that are thinking of investing find it useful. But thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Good. So before we get started to anything else, let's learn a little bit about you, your background. Tell us about who you are. Yeah, so I'm 20 years old. I'm management and customer service. I went to school in Oswego High School. Uh, I got started at this at age 18. My great uncle and my grandfather actually got me a stock in Microsoft for a early birthday graduation present too. Go, go, grandfather. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Then the great uncle actually got me the book about investment. So I said, oh, okay, cool. So that's when it kind of, I read it and it interests me. And after that, they like to say they created a monster out of me. So <laughs> when it comes to that. So, so wait, so previous to you getting this birthday gift of a hundred bucks and getting some books and advice from your great uncle, had you thought about investments at all? Not really, no. Okay. So, so help me understand, what was your financial mindset prior to getting into investment? Like before all that, like what was your thought process about finances? Definitely, you know, I, I was still very cheap, even with <laughs> all the knowledge I, you know, even the knowledge I still have yet to learn. And, but, uh, you know, I was in the mindset, I think most kids go into, you know, get, get a good job, get lots of money, and you'll be solid. Mm-hmm. Never really thought anything after that, pretty much. As long as you have lots of money, you'll be okay. But there's more to it, because retirement and the way, once you get to learn more about how the economy works and all that, it's a lot more than just making a lot of money at a job. (laughs) In school, had you taken any sort of finance classes or anything like that? Uh, Surprisingly not, actually, but I took a business class, but that was more because they needed me to fill a spot in, so I used it for (laughs) blow-off. So it wasn't intentional, it was just... Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) I didn't really start getting into this stuff until really kind of my senior year of high school beginning of college type of stuff because you know beginning of college you're starting to figure out where your life is going you start experimenting took a, and that's when i decided to take business and moved on to it and then i realized i was just really bad you know technology and then i thought i kind of knew i was kind of more of a businessy kind of financial guy so your your father mother are they do they come from investment background or do they come from finance background at all i no, actually uh my mom is actually a massage therapist, and my dad is actually okay. IT guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about your grandfather and your great uncle? Are they? Are they? Would you consider them <clears throat> investors in the fullest sense of the word? My great uncle, I think I I I would put him in that category. He didn't even have any background in my finance or anything, from what I know of. I think he was in the army, and then he went into IT. Hmm. And then my grandpa was just like, he was a soldier and then he turned out to be a cop afterwards. So I was really? like, oh, okay. Wow. He got interested in money, I think. And, you know, <laughs> now he's traveling every month or so to somewhere nice. I'm like, man, that's the, that's the dream. <laughs> if I understand the timeline correct, you turn 18, it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. For your birthday, your grandfather gives you some shares of Microsoft, yeah. right? And says, good luck with this. <laughs> Did he then... Do you know if there's any conversation between your grandfather and your great uncle who is an investor? (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, they're definitely. Oh, there was, was. A, it was a coordinated yeah. effort. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they sent me up with Fidelity account. They're like, yeah, you just gotta reset this up in your name. Like, here you go. Okay. I was like, oh. So your grandfather gives you the shares. What does your great uncle give you? Does he just give you advice? Uh, he gave me. So he he definitely gives me that book, The Intelligent Investor. Hmm. Uh, good read. It, it's a hard read, but it, it's 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 a good knowledgeable read. I, I recommend it to anybody. I usually go up to my great uncle for advice because he you know he studies this stuff a lot and he knows a lot about this stuff. I definitely ask him for advice if I'm stuck on something. <laughs> okay. Okay. You said it was a hard read. Was it because of the concepts? Was it just because you were starting to get into investment, investing in the first place? Like, what was the hard part about it? The concepts of it at first, but I think also the dude was, <laughs> the guy who wrote it was super smart. <laughs> yes. And I do not, I don't think I have that IQ like I, <laughs> like he does. We, we powered through it though. <laughs> How long do you, would you say it took you to get from, you know, start of the book to the end of the book? Maybe a few weeks, maybe a month. I think, okay. if I remember correctly. Are you investing as you're reading or did you finish the book then start getting the investment? Uh, a little bit of both. While I was reading, I I definitely put money in to, for things I kind of understood for what I read and whatever interests me, you know, caught my eye. <laughs> like for a good deal, I put money in. It's like, cool, Let's okay. see what happens with this. Okay. <laughs> so, and what have you gotten your portfolio up to now? Twenty. Five to twenty-six thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I think that's just impressive, just for a kid my age, starting yes. at eighteen. Like, who's twenty right now? Like, granted, you know, not a millionaire, but you know, just from that, like, the amount of growth from that is something. Like, yeah. Do your friends and peers know that you're into investing? Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you told them how much you've made? What's the general reaction like? Oh, I usually tell them how much my portfolio has gotten up to, and they said. Like, whoa, whoa, like, you know, something crazy like that. And they're like, dude, you're going to be rich. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like as a joke or something like that. Nice. But, yeah. That's more than other 20-year-olds that I, I mean, 20-year-olds I know are going into major debt. So they're actually working off of negative balance big time, right? Yeah. So it says a lot that you've put hard work and sweat equity into something that you've started growing and you've taken interest in, yeah. right? So. Now that you're investing, I mean, what practical things are you doing to continue that learning and growing and making sure you you continue gaining that knowledge? Definitely. For the most part, I watch a lot of YouTube books, whatever kind of finance books I can get my hands on. I would say a little bit of podcasts, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Well, and you, you mentioned YouTube channel, so any couple of channels that you can highlight? There's a YouTuber named Graham Steffens. He okay. really interesting guy. Another guy I listen to and watch is Ricky Gutierrez. He's He does more day trading than anything, but he still has a good common knowledge of investing and all that. Okay. And then a channel called Financial Education. So you're looking at YouTube channels, you're talking to your uncle, you're, you're getting some good tips and advice. Can you tell me some of the uh, challenges that you may have had? What were some of the failures that you had to overcome? The failures are for sure the emotional. Don't get too emotional when everything goes down. Just it'll go back up eventually. Just let the market do its thing, and then uh, don't sell out of panic and emotion because that just <laughs> you lose money from that. <laughs> uh, were were there uh, stocks that you were hoping for that? Oh, this is it. Like this is 
my w- one stock that's going to take me to big success and then it didn't turn out? The only stock I really kind of thought something like that was um, when the whole AMC train was going on. I oh, put yeah, money the in there. Stocks. <laughs> yeah. Just to get a quick buck maybe for, you know, see how much I can make off it. I'm, I made more than I thought I would, but <laughs> yeah. But besides that, conservative with my money, I, I invest for the long term mainly. Uh, maybe here and there I'll find something risky that I'll put my money into, but... So uh, help me understand the percentage. Like if you had to put a rough percentage, how much of total portfolio is you'd consider risky that you are willing to blow away, blow out? And how many, how much you try to hold on to and try to go into like long-term stable stocks? Uh, so the risky stuff is around, I would put two to five percent. Okay. Do nothing crazy. Okay. Uh, and then every ninety percent of my portfolio is just long-term stuff. I'd say. Good right stuff. Now. <laughs> wow, but that's that's actually I've not found that as a common uh, theme with eighteen to twenty-year-olds because majority of the time they're into risky stuff because of the overnight success that they want to see. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty awesome. So now when you do see some risky stuff, do you? Is just you know put your money in, hope for the best, or do you actually talk to your uncle, your great uncle? Uh, some of the risky stuff depends on what the what the investment is. Um, there's times I'll look into it myself just to kind of give myself the challenge a little bit too, and you know see what I can learn from it and overcome in the future. Okay. Um, and, but like, what what kind of things will you look into? Uh, research the company. Research the type of stock. Like what what would you? Oh know? yeah 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 definitely research the the stock. Research the company for sure. Mm. Uh, I was also taught from on youtube from one of the guys don't invest and put money in something you don't understand mm-hmm. so if you don't understand the company don't put anything in it until mm-hmm. you understand it i tell them di- uh diversification that's one thing i definitely do agree with for sure because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket because something happens in that sector that one stock you're done for <laughs> I, I like to think of at least i've, I've seen some red days and it, the feeling is not good sometimes <laughs> uh, how, how long have the red days lasted sometimes maybe a few days at least i mean last week i was down like 600 bucks mm. for some time last week i forgot which day but okay i was like oh yeah <laughs> uh, so at, at times like those how do you get out of that I can put more money in and then I can have it grow more the next day. Mm. You know, at that point, you also kind of look at it and think, like, what could happen the next day? And you don't really worry about it. You kind of just think, cool, you know, it, it'll come back up eventually. Mm. Nothing to get too worried about. Mm. <laughs> Had there been any red days that have made you want to just quit outright completely and say, you know what, I'm done with investing, no more? Like, oh, definitely not. No, okay, good. Never. So you're, you're in this for the long term? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Okay. And then don't put as don't put more money in that you're willing to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, something like crypto, for example. You know, we don't 100% know the long-term effects of crypto. Not quite yet. Mm-hmm. Even though at some point in the future, it will be a, a very successful... Lucrative. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lucrative, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, investment for the long term. Mm-hmm. We just don't have the stats to prove it yet mm-hmm. from over the past 100 years so far. So... Hopefully talk to somebody, like your great uncle. Yeah, right. And I found that, honestly, it helps to have like a mentor or uh, somebody coaching you through anything new. Definitely. But investment specifically because of what you mentioned, red days, right? Yeah. You want to make sure, hey, am I at least doing the right thing? Am I in the right path? Am I in the right vicinity at least? Yeah. Right? Definitely. If you have somebody you can bounce ideas off of. Yeah. 
it helps tremendously. Definitely. Uh, you're, you're lucky, in my view, you're lucky that you have your great uncle who has gone through that, right? Yeah. And when you're trying something new, it can be a little scary. Right. So when you have somebody that's like, hey, it's okay, breathe, relax, <laughs> you'll get through this. Right. Like, that's a big help. Definitely. Right? So I'm, I'm going to ask you two more questions. One I want to get your advice on because you mentioned school. Did, did they have finance classes in school, in your school at all? Not that I remember, no. Okay. Yeah. Because in my view, schools don't really teach students the foundational finances. You know, how to save money, how to invest. Um how to think about entrepreneurship as a good thing and not like you know just yeah. some foundational ideas that most of us learn after high school right right so how did that make you feel in school definitely um so i, I do agree because with school they teach you the bare minimum of finance and all that stuff like by far bare minimum and then you don't really learn it so after you know afterwards I feel like th with that, they think the entrepreneurship is kind of a bad thing because you think if you fail, you're going to be just complete failure, a bum somewhere, right. you, know, you know, living on, you know, in a box on the street somewhere. So mm -hmm. schools got to encourage the entrepreneurship aspect of stuff like that, man. Like you have a really innovative idea, go for it. You could be really successful at what you do. You just got to go for it and like mm -hmm. not stay in the mindset. Oh, yeah, I have to stick to this one path mm -hmm. for sure. The way I look at it, if you want to learn anything about this stuff, you like with business, finance, or even anything really, you can learn it anywhere, like mm -hmm. books, YouTube, podcasts, anywhere online, you know, <laughs> you can learn all that stuff and just take notes or something like that and just kind of go from there, really. I mean, I don't know. I'm still somewhat new to this stuff too. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know everything. I still plan to keep learning all this stuff. So like, there's so much more for me to learn. And because it's money, it's, interest it's interesting to me. So I'll just go out of my way to actually try to learn it, so. So, okay, so my, my last question to wrap up is from 18 to now 20, you've had good success in investing, Yeah. if I say so myself. Now, let's say two years from now, where do you see yourself in investing in, you mentioned Bitcoin investments, like where do you see yourself in your investment journey? Definitely. Um, a lot more diversification for sure. I, I Besides stocks and, you know, index funds and ETFs and all that stuff and cryptocurrency, at some point I do want to get into real estate, okay. real estate investing okay. and all that. And then maybe a few businesses on the side. Because I do, I mean, a lot of the day, I think I do kind of think, oh, what if I came up with this idea real for something like that, you know? <laughs> I think over time, just kind of growing from investment to investment and idea to idea and just seeing how that grows my money from there. Some other stuff like scuba, I'm a big scuba diver. And maybe, Are like, you? maybe doing that as like a side business or something like that and just maybe put that somewhere hmm. in the future at some point. I, I know you uh, mentioned that your goal eventually is to be financially free by 35. That's a pretty ambitious goal. Definitely, definitely. So this year, my goal was to kind of get my portfolio up to 50,000. I didn't necessarily think I was going to make it, but if I still thought big, I could still try to achieve it as much as I can If I for how big I could achieve it. Mm. Are you goal-driven from that perspective? Do you find that when you set goals to grow investments or anything, that that helps you stay focused? I think when it comes to this, yes. When it comes to like investments and, you know, I think money is in a sense, is kind of a dry, like not in, like in a greedy kind of mm. aspect of it, but just kind of like a... I'm like I'm not trying to sound greedy in that sense. No, it gives you it gives you a way to stretch towards something. Right. right? Yeah. 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 It uh, also speaks to, again, people that are 
into investing as just let's see, hope for the best. Sometimes they don't have that success because they don't have that goal to work towards. So right. the first sign of failure, they give up. Right. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I lost a hundred bucks. Forget it. This right. isn't for me. Right. But when you actually have a goal, okay, well, so I, I had my red day, uh, but that's okay. It's not the end all be all. Next week uh, will be better because you have a goal that you can stay focused towards. Right. Right. So I think it helps not be a hobby investor, right. but more of, again, an investor as a mindset. Well, I, thank you so much for coming in the podcast. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me. Dan, you, you shared some really good tips. I know uh, our listeners are going to find it really helpful. Thank you again, Sam. Yeah, definitely. The ideas, techniques, approaches, information, and opinions expressed in this video or podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Sotastic LLC and its employees. While the primary purpose is to educate and inform, it does not constitute professional advice or services. We hope, however, that the content presented here will assist you in developing a strong financial understanding and mindset. You may not edit, modify, copy, or redistribute this video or podcast with any other website, computer, or playing device. Use of this video or podcast constitutes acceptance of these terms.